I'm your host tonight. Sit back and get ready. We got a hot show for you. The healthy tip of the day is up next.
fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing at the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Don't forget to visit moon107.com. Have the keys on your blog talk radio, then your blog talk radio isn't really on. Well, we're back, we're back, and we're live, and we're excited. Uh, Brother James, are you there? Oh, I am actually here. I am glad to be here. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, we have a lot of exciting things going on um, to talk about today, that's for sure. Um, Brother James, are you there? Oh, I'm definitely here. I just heard the music shut down. I thought you took a moment uh, of silence there. But let's uh, no. welcome our, our audience you know, in, uh, into our show today. We really do have a great show, and we want to get started. Rafika, let them know what we got going on this evening. Well, the first thing that we're going to do in the first segment is we're just going to sort of have a recap of all that's going on and all that has happened on the Keys 107 during the month of March as we honored women in business and those making things happen. We've had some um, some wonderful um, women come on, on the show. We had... Um, Sister Medea Allen, the organic soul chef, who came on and talked about her um, holistic soul, her kitchen, holistic kitchen revival program that she had um, coming on, and she's going to call in a little later and talk about um, her first online cooking class, which was amazing. Um, she, mm. she prepared this dish, and it was um, codfish and charred Swiss chard salad, and she made a, a very interesting dessert with with um, almonds and and uh, cranberries. Rolled up into a ball. <laughs> oh, and as you know, James, we are fasting, so let's talk about that. Uh, you want to talk about food we haven't eaten in over six days? <laughs> yes. Now, yes. uh, that's we my greatest fantasy, that next meal that we're going to have. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we we have been blessed to have a lot of wonderful people to come on the show over the month of March to share their wisdom with us and our radio family. And, you know, the testimony to women, and particularly the black woman, you know, it, it just, we can never say enough for the strength and the beauty that they have shared with us in our lives. If we look back at our parents and our grandparents, and particularly our mothers and our grandmothers, and we look at our wives, and so brothers, you know, we got to look at our wives from another divine uh, lens because they are truly a blessing to us, and especially for those of you 
who are married to MGT, there's no greater woman on the planet than a woman being trained by God. And uh, and it's a blessing for every man. So, you know, we have to be in the attitude of gratitude today, you know. So a month certainly is not enough time to give women their uh, props and their, their respect that's due to them. Um, but it is always a start to start getting brothers and sisters to start respecting themselves and and for brothers to protect the, um, our women because that is our job and our role. We should relish in it and uh, we should uh, receive so much joy from it. So, you know, I just want to say if I don't get an opportunity to say it live on air that I am very blessed and honored to be the husband of Sister Rafika who is a model woman um, who is learning and growing, fearless, intelligent, and beautiful, all wrapped up in one. And when you have that, it makes you feel as if you can conquer the world. So, brothers, get yourself a good MGT. Brothers, if you got a good MGT, keep them, you know, and uh, let's raise up our children to follow in their footsteps. So I turn that back over to you, my sister. Uh, I don't know what to say after that, James. It's not even men's month, so I can't honor you, but I thank you. I thank you for even saying that publicly. Um, You just warmed my heart right now. And you also warmed my heart with something you said a little earlier when you you were talking about, um, you know, we have to honor our mothers because it's our mothers who have uh, laid the foundation for where we are today as women. I'm speaking, when I say we, I'm speaking of women, you know, not you and I, but women. Um, my mother, um, she is in my mind right now. She's in my heart. I see her face. I see her smile. I see her. I hear her words. You know, um, when I'm cooking, you know, I remember her telling me, um, you know, how to chop the onions and that they all had to be the same size. <laughs> I remember so much about her um, in my day, today especially. So you, um, you hit it hard. You hit it right. Um, I honor you, Mommy. I honor you, Lois E. Stories. I honor you for just your wisdom and your guidance and your beautiful being. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to add to that is that, you know, um, later on during the program, we're going to bring on some wonderful sisters that are going to talk about uh, to heal a woman is to heal a nation, and they are so accurate. And we were blessed to go down to Baltimore last year to participate in that function and um, truly it's a touching moment when you see sisters reaching out um, to try to heal one another you know and that right there should be a movement you know because uh, in particularly the black woman has so much that she's been carrying you know she's been the the stalwart and the, the one that we've been able to lean on for so many years, especially in our sojourn here in America, and um, uh, to see women gathering together to recognize that there there is some pain, there is some suffering, there's been some injuries over a period of time, you know, uh, whether it's been within their family or society at, 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 at whole has caused injury to women for the lack of respect that's really due to them, not seeing the woman's divinity. And so um, I'm very eager to hear from them. But also um, I want to say uh, just in current events, Rafika, and I think we touched on this the other day, 
that, um, you know, we uh, have a keen eye and we look at those before us, our leaders. And in this country, we have a black president, and he has been bold in a stand, but very quiet in his uh, approach where he has um, taken and empowered women in his cabinet, you know. Let's just say this. Um, he elected the first, um, um, excuse me, uh, appointed the first justice, uh, Supreme Court justice, uh, for, uh, a wonderful young lady from the Bronx to a seat of power. And really, that is a symbol that he is about to, you know, change the culture of the good old boy system inside the White House and inside government. The other thing is that he went out and uh, decided that he was going to, um, uh, you know, uh, just this week, I believe, selected a woman to run, be the director of the Secret Service, and their primary function is to protect the, uh, the president. You know, they have other functions, but um, but that is a serious uh, statement being made by a man who has such a wonderful figure uh, standing beside him and his wife, Michelle. And so that influence now is really should, the women in this country should be looking at this president as something special because he recognized their greatness. And I just wanted to put that out there before we move forward with our program. Uh, Rafika, are you still with us? Now, Rafika, if you stepped off for a little while, that's okay. We'll continue on until you come back. It looks like your line has dropped, but we'll uh, we'll continue on. Um, we're looking forward to hearing from our sister Medea Allen. She's the organic chef, um, and well, you know, if it was not for women in our kitchen, most of us men would have starved a long time ago. But now we have a new type of woman in the kitchen who's really blessing us with wholesome food, teaching us how to eat to live and preserving our lives. My goodness, you know, this is exactly what has to be taught openly everywhere, how to eat to live. And so, you know, uh, organic, um, being a vegan, a vegetarian, these are good things to aspire to do, you know, and to be. And we're going to keep bringing folks on our blog talk radio who address those things. So hopefully uh, in a few moments after we um, go to a one-quick song and then get Rafika back online because we dropped her line. So we're going to bring her back. But in, in the meantime and between time, we want to play a song um, by an uh, artist known, known as Ernie Smith from South Africa who uh, Rafika and others are working with, who are bringing him to America. He's going to be doing some music here. And so listen to this first song, okay?
I yeah, just that's know that I'm song saying. just takes me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Woo. listen, this is the reason why we play those songs, because it represents our feelings, you know. We look at our women, we should see a lovely thing. You know, it's a, a lovely thing to have a woman like you in our lives. So, Rafika, let's move on a little bit and talk about things, okay? Um, <laughs> talk about well, things. You know yes, what I was yes, yes. I was on remembering when listening to uh, Ernie Smith play that song Lovely Things. I was thinking about um when when um we had the organic soul chef on and she was talking about the kitchen, you know, and she was talking about how the kitchen is, you know, the the medicine cabinet and how it's an attitude with cooking. Um I think, you know, as we talk about women, women are nurturers uh, by nature and um some women, not all, some women do love to cook. Um and the kitchen is such an important place. Um it can make you or break you, right? <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yes, uh, you know it is so important. I know just with what we're doing um, over this last week of not eating, I think uh, we both realized how much we love to eat. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Oh my goodness! And, after this fast, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the appreciation for the kitchen has grown on us immensely. So you know, um, yeah. So we we do have to sharpen our skills in that kitchen. You know, if we want to live real productive and healthy lives, it's about really going in there and being scientists. You know, all those colors of the wonderful food items that we have, you know, mixing together with the seasonings and the spices, you know, not being too spicy or anything like that, but you know that these spices are all medicine and that if you use them um, in the right way and your special formula, you can keep your family healthy and happy, you know. And that's where we want to live. We want to live on the corner of healthy and happy, and uh, that's where that—that's the location that, that, uh, of the kitchen, healthy and happy. Well, remember Brandy came on and she talked about her show, her um, upcoming show on Punch TV called The Writers Rumble, and it was very interesting. We were talking to Brandy because Brandy was really on the set um, shooting episodes for the show, and uh, mm-hmm. she's on the road right now, uh, gathering more writers to come on to the to the show. I think it's going to be a sort of a reality show where they have to. Two teams or three teams are going to compete against each other and try to write the hit song. So that be, should be interesting to see what really happens behind the scenes of, of a songwriter. And, and Brandy herself is a songwriter. She has a, she's the vice president of a company called His and Hers. And also uh, we had Carolyn Marsh on that show who gave us some tips on marketing. Yes, yes, yes. How to market ourselves and how to market our business. So essential that we're going to survive in this day and time. Yeah, yeah and, you know, uh, one of the most important um, tips that I remember, I shouldn't say it's the most important, but it's what sticks out in my mind the most as we uh, tr- trudge through building our companies, um, James, is the, when she talked about branding, not brandy, but branding. <laughs> I'm going to teach brandy about that forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, when she talked about branding your company and how important um, branding is, Rafika, are you still with us? Oh, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, absolutely. You stopped um, all of a sudden. I know. It oh. happens. It's called technology. <laughs> it's called Blog Talk Radio on your dial. Yes. That's what it's, that's what it's called. 
Well, and you know, I, I forgot we... I forgot to mention um, that Carolyn Marsh's company is called um, Contemporary Christian Concepts, and it's a marketing firm. And uh, Carolyn Marsh is going to be joining uh, Anthony King in the near future, um, sometime mid-April, towards the end of April, in their show called The Rook, R-O-O-K, Roses Out of Concrete. Mm. Absolutely, and that's a beautiful thing. You know, uh, those of you who are listening, Roses Out of Concrete, um, if you can remember, there was a song that Tupac uh, wrote, and he spoke about the uh, roses out of concrete of recording, and he was really speaking of himself. And in essence, he's saying, you know, out of the concrete, out of the out of the gutter, out of the uh, low places, out of the hood, there could be roses growing through the concrete because we're resilient people, and you know, all of us are roses that many of us come from the concrete jungles of the inner cities of America. And if we can just withstand the pressures of being Negroes, you know, and grow into the, the gods and goddesses that we're supposed to be, we'll be that rose. That's what that symbolized. Uh, and so we're looking really forward to that show because they're going to bring a lot of good things, uh, uh, stuff in business, music, entertainment. They're going to be socially active um, checking into the current events and informing us what's going on out there in Chicago and all, all over. You know, they're not limited to it, but they'll be based out of Chicago, and we look forward to hearing a lot more from them. Well, we're going to definitely um, bring Brandy back sometime in the future to talk about where they are with the Writers' Rumble that's coming on Punch TV, and we're also going to bring Carolyn Marsh back because, you know, in that small amount of time that um, Carolyn had, she did not have a time, enough time to go into all of the levels of marketing that um, we needed to delve into, so she's ready to come back. Now, we also had, a, um, you know, um, James, and, and to our listeners, the people, the women who came on to the Keys 107 during the month of March have really made an extra effort to be a part of us. Like, for example, um, Carol, um, Dr. Linda Michelle Barron, she says, don't call her doctor, call her Linda. So Linda came on, and she's a professor at York College, and she was actually preparing to go into class to teach, and her students allowed her to go into the hallway on her cell phone and talk to us for about um in half an hour, you know, um, she talked about how there should be rhythm and rhyme and poetry as a, a, in, in teaching and how that is a great strategy because it gives everybody a voice and allows everybody to be heard. Um, you know, I was so excited to talk to her. We only had a half an hour, so she's going to come back in the future too. And then we had Kafunya. Mm. You know, and Kafunya yes. talked about crystals and healing, and, oh, she went to so many levels of healing. In that Absolutely. I, I just want to say, go back to Linda, and when she was talking about a rhythm um, and healing through rhythm, that's where the dance, the song, um, the, you know, we are all vibration. And uh, when a woman has the right vibe in her home, she makes it a place where it's like heaven on earth. And, and so she's right. You can teach a child many things if you have the right approach. And uh, you have the right rhythm, and that's what mothers do. They know the rhythm of their children. They know the rhythm of their husband, and they know how to bring us what we need when we need it. And so uh, I really did appreciate her segment that she brought on. She's an ed educator supreme, 
we're glad she's out there teaching people, you know, and trying to raise folks up. And as far as uh, our sister Confunia with the with the crystals, well, you know, that's an education for most of us because uh, lots of times we're unfamiliar with the mineral world. You know, we say that we believe in the Lord of all the worlds, but we never dissect what those worlds are. And here's a, a sister who came out of the music industry and um, um, found her way through um, uh, various sciences um, that deal with the mineral uh, uh, life and how we can utilize that to help get our vibrations right. And so we appreciate what she offered us on the Keys 107 and to our listening audience. Well, you know what? You just mentioned something um, about California when you talked about the right vibrations. When I first entered reggae music as a journalist and then later as a publicist, um, Kafunya was one of the first persons that I met there um, in, you know, backstage, and she always had a smile and a warm greeting. And her light, you know, cause she would walk into a room and it would be her light. So I think this calling to go into this um, metaphysical kind of esoteric healing has always been a part of her. It, it, she's a light. You know what? I believe we have the organic soul chef on the line. Um I'm I'm I I just can't wait for her to talk to talk to everybody about this meal she prepared last night. Um Medea, is that you? Yes, it's me. How are you, Sister Rafika? Oh, I'm doing fine and welcome to the Keys one oh seven once again. Thank you. I'm so so honored to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Well, you know, I did talk a little bit about that meal with the codfish and the Swiss chard salad and those, um, <laughs> that, that amazing um, dessert you made with the almonds and the cranberries. Mm-hmm. But um, before you talk about that, just tell everybody a little bit about how you came into the idea of doing the online class. And I know you're giving another one in June, so I want you to mention those dates. Okay, okay, sure. Yeah, Holistic Kitchen Revival is the name of my um, program, and it's eight simple steps to transforming your family's health through wholesome home cooking that's easy, it's lip-smacking, and it won't blow your budget. So my um, intention for creating this program was to allow um, the doorway, if you will, for people to really enter into this life of just more, uh, harmony in their bodies, and that harmony in the body is actually um, going to start with more harmony in the kitchen. So that's the name Holistic Kitchen Revival. You just want to revive that kitchen to a, a place of um, transformation and healing because a lot of times our kitchen is not the place for healing, but it's a place for stress and, you know, um, lots of diseases in the body. So I really want to teach people how to use the, the, the kitchen as a tool. To, to increase their health. And, um, yeah, and actually my next program will start in June. So I just finished my um, uh, first cycle of the program in March, and you were just speaking of the last class we had last night, which is the live virtual cooking class. That's a component of it. Um, the eight simple steps are taught throughout four weeks. So in the month of June is when we'll start the program back up again. Those dates are June uh, 3rd, June 10th, June 17th, and June 24th. We meet um, on Monday nights. Those are all Monday nights at 8 p.m. It's a virtual program, and it's virtual, but it can also be a very warm experience because it's really the energy that you put into it. 
So coming onto the classes and asking questions and, you know, participating in the in the private Facebook page will allow you to really create a warm community. Um, I'm allowing people to actually enroll starting right now, and I have an early bird offer. So if you enroll, you actually get $100 off of the normal investment. The normal investment is $397. So you get $100 off if you enroll um, before April 30th, and you get an opportunity to start this work now because we have some warm-up calls that will take place for early birders who are ready to kickstart their health. So Monday, April 15th is that first class of warm-up material and exercises that we'll do, and Monday, May 10th is the second class. And then from there we get started officially in June. Hmm. One of the things that I found interesting – Medea, when you told oh, me about the... Yeah, Brother James is here. <laughs> oh, I'm That's sorry right. how Brother James Green is. How are you? I am fine, thank you, sis. And it's honor to have you on our show uh, for the uh, second time now. So I just want to say to you that um, you are inspiring not only to the sisters but to the brothers. Sometimes we like to roll up our sleeves and make things happen in the kitchen. So you keep up that fine work of yours and also try to, uh, you know, get the men you know, we have some men who are chefs as well, so we need to get the men in the kitchen sometimes just to make sure we can take that load off them sisters on those special days when they need a little bit of assistance. So you just keep up the work, and um, I'm looking forward to hearing more about your menus. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's not gender specific. The whole family can join in on this revival. So mother, auntie, uncle, kid, you know, cousin, mother, father, everybody can come. So, yeah. Well, one the first step in your in your program is not to give somebody a recipe and show them the the kitchen tools. You talk about the whole um your history in the kitchen. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, the first step is an important step. So the first step is eliminating procrastination. So, eliminating procrastination. Ooh, um that is an important Blog Talk Radio. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Where things happen. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah, so the first step, step one, eliminating eliminating procrastination is all about getting into the person's mind and feelings and emotions and, you know, history of their being in the kitchen. Um, Because a lot of times procrastination, it's really – um, a barrier to the invisible things. It's not really the physical things that you can see that's standing in your way between you and cooking, but it's the things that you can't see. It's that notion sometimes that, oh, cooking is for, you know, for people who know how to do it naturally. I'm just not cut out for it. Or cooking healthy is just for people who have money. Or, you know, cooking is a very um, submissive thing. You know, you at that step is just getting into all the nitty-gritty that is really holding the person back. So once you can um, visit the internal landscape of the person and their mind and ideas about it, I think it clears out a lot of resistance that is there for that person. Because really it's just about getting um, through the resistance and then we can talk about food, right? 
Well, I love that. Um, I, I thought about that so much after you and I spoke about the eight-step plan, but I, I just want you to give those dates out again in a way that people can contact you for that, for that early bird special. Sure. Okay, great. So, again, the early bird offer is offering $100 off of the normal investment, and if this investment is open until April 30th. This early bird offer is open until April 30th, 11.59 p.m. Um, the dates that we will get started for my early bird folks who are ready to really kickstart their health transformation in the kitchen, we will first meet April 15th, um, Monday at 8 p.m. That's um, time for just to get some warm-up exercises and, you know, good Q&A and coaching. A lot of my work is to coach people around their, their roadblocks. So the first day is April 15th, and then the second early bird date where we do the warm-up material is Monday, May 10th, and that's again at 8 p.m. And the official start date is in June, so the dates are June 3rd, June 10th, um, June 17th, and June 24th. You can go to Organic soulchef.com, and under the logo, when you get on the landing page, you'll see a tab, Holistic Kitchen Revival. You just want to click on the tab. You'll see the page there. To enroll, you scroll to the bottom of the page, and there is a PayPal Buy Now button. And also, it gives you the details. Everything I'm saying to you is written right there on the page for you to see. So you can certainly enroll there at OrganicSoulChef.com. I also have an email address. You can contact me directly, OrganicSoulChef at gmail.com. And, I'm, you know, I'm just very excited. I've already had some people to take advantage of my early bird offer, and they're just ready to go. They're excited. One woman said, you know, I need an awakening. And I said, sister, you have come to the right place because an awakening mm. is what you will get. <laughs> so, yeah, that that energy, it, it just feeds me because I know that um, it's part of my purpose for being here is just to show people that, you know, they have the power um, yes. to to create positive change in their health. Well, um, Medea, I look forward to your participation uh, with the keys and the continuings of your healthy tip of the day. Thank you again for that. And I'm just going to go right to this song right now because it's on my mind. And I'm craving, I'm craving to hear this Gramps Morgan song, Dream. So sit back, listen to this song, or get up and dance.
can act for more. Let's celebrate wherever you We have Moray Yashua Benya. We have Owabu Suarez Soris all the way from the continent of Africa. He's in Nigeria. We have Hafiz listening. We have A.C. Shakura Jameson of Foriwa Sankofa all the way in Washington. We have uh, Chuck Woodbeek. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, and we have Moorish Goddess, Peace and Love. And we have Aisha Williams, Franz. Chin, Michelle Muhammad, Angelique Caswell, and Deborah Horn, and of course we have um, Aisha listening in, and I'm so happy. Um, I hope you you all feel the vibe with that song, Dream As I Do. It just takes me there. And that's what good music should do. It should shake the bad off of you and wiggle the good in you. <laughs> you know, in a few minutes we have to go to a commercial break, James, but um, I hear you have a caller on the line that has a very special comment or a question. Yes, yes. I'm going to bring him on the line now, um, We know, because we're open to everyone. And uh, let's hear from uh, Josh. Your your mic is live. How are you? I'm Welcome, great, Josh. Josh. How Welcome are you? Welcome to the Keys 107. Doing good. Thank you for having me here. Hey, where, Josh, where are you, where from, are you Josh? based? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Where are you from, Josh? I'm from Canada. Oh, from Canada. Okay. Well, welcome yes. to the Keys 107. Well, so to be here. A, yes, sir. So you had a question for us. What, what was that question, Josh? I had a question on women's rights and why are they not taken more seriously than they should be. 
Wow. That, that is a very deep question, and I will start off saying this. I think it's more ego than anything, you know. Um, men yes. have gotten out of the realm of understanding that we are the caretakers, but who keeps us in check is the woman. And so there should be some equality at, in the home and then abroad. And the problem is, is that most women are not receiving that equality and justice in the home. So it doesn't spread abroad. It doesn't spread into the workplace. It doesn't spread in education. You know, so um, this is the society that we live in today. But you and I uh, and everyone that's listening, we have the opportunity to make a change in that by the way we treat our own women and raise our, our girls and our boys up. Um, they all you know, begin to live and work with a better understanding how to treat women and how to give them their, well, their property. Yes. I'm what's up? That. Well, also, too, yeah. Josh, I think uh, one of the things that has to take place and what James was just expressing is that there needs to be a collective agreement among people that when things are happening in society that are disrespectful to women, that are demeaning to women, and that do not allow equal rights to come forth, it should be a collective turn off in music, in the TV program, on the job force, not just one person doing it. It needs to be a collective agreement. Well, you know, people need to start getting out of the past. Like, you know, society is doing better slowly, but, you know, it's all around, though. Even in closet houses, like, people say they're all equal, equalist and that, but you know, they'd be abusing each other, abusing their families behind each other's backs. You know, it's it's impossible to get rid of, really. It will take thousands of years, at least, until it's completely obliterated. And it's sad, though, well, seeing all these people suffer for no reason. Well, Josh, you, you may have a point there, um, but I believe we don't have thousands of years to get this right. And um, every day no. we wake up, we have another opportunity to make something right. And I think that if we commit ourselves to treating women with the highest respect, um, treat every woman as you would treat your mother, you know, um, and that is not hard to do once you get in the habit of doing it. And so you need to have people um, speaking to that and being examples of that. So, Josh, if you did it in your community, in your home, and you get someone else to see the same way and you spread that, Maybe that becomes contagious. It won't take a thousand years because a thousand years we just truly don't have. Well, most of the communities and that, you know, if people even hear that, you know, someone abused their wife or the wife abused husbands, they're going to have to move out of town. Like, people are not tolerating it anymore. And that's a good well, thing. Well, that's what I'm talking about. It's that collective, yeah. that collective force that says, we as a community do not agree with this. Oh, yeah, and for good reasons, too. Everyone should be equal. Nobody should be afraid of one another. And that's just a simple rule, that if you can't follow, that you're not human. Mm. Right, right. You forfeit your right, your right to exist. And I, I'm with you with that. I think if we had a harder stances in that, in, in that manner, um, we wouldn't have the foolishness that takes place in our community all over the globe, you know, and I say all over the globe because you're in Canada, you see it. Yes. Uh, we're in America, we see it. You know, we pick up the newspaper. I read the newspaper just the other day, and they're having women in India being raped 
on the continuum, you know, gang rape in public. I don't understand that, you know. The sentence for that should be purely death. And I have no problems with saying that because, you know what, if someone put their hands on one of my children, my children, male or female, or my wife, death is written for them. And it just, it, this is just how it has to be. And if we had that mindset, I think a whole lot of that food well, would be cut out. If anybody were to even touch my children out of random consent, like children and wife, I would be in jail. My army application would be discarded, and I wouldn't care because yeah. I would remove that one scumbag from this earth, the one scumbag right. that dares to you know hurt an innocent be, be, be being. Be, be careful. We got young ones listening in. We got some virgin ears listening in. So we try to respect the airways because the airways so, are safe. Sorry to all you still there. Yeah. So listen, um, Josh, hold the line, James. I think it's time to go to commercial. Um, we're okay. going to go to commercial and come back. And I just want to hear another Ernie Smith song when we when we come back from commercial. Can we do that? We can do that. Okay, let's hit the commercials. Hold tight. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Boom 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Boom 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and a gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cuff shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. And I'm uh, sorry for that delay. We just wanted to make sure that y'all's hanging in there with us. It was very interesting to have a gentleman called in from Canada to show you the reach of Block Talk Radio. You never know who's listening into your, your conversation. And he took the opportunity to check in with us and to express something that it should be deeply on our heart because part of the healing, part of the cure, part of the healing um, of our women has to deal with such issues as domestic violence, the issues of being uh, discriminated because of their race and their gender. It's a double whammy there. And um, we know that uh, uh, later on at 7 o'clock, we'll have um, some wonderful uh, sisters to speak straight to that issue and the reason why they do what they do for the last 10 years of offering um, some kind of um, 
help and mentoring and a shoulder to cry on if necessary to women who have been through the uh, the gauntlet of domestic violence and uh, are suffering from um, the uh, gender, um, uh, you know, disease that some people have, thinking that they're superior because they're males, and uh, to the point that Josh, you know, from a spiritual uh, uh, concept, we have to look at this thing from that man has fell, and we really can't see ourselves for who we really are, and therefore we can't see our, our women who are our second self for who they really are. So we haven't learned to love ourselves, and we haven't learned truly to love them and we have to take a second look, and we have to be retaught. And uh, hopefully, we'll, you and I, the Keys 107, can be a facilitator to turning men back to their right mind and placing women in their in their proper position. You know, the Honorable Minister Farrakhan has said to us, if we didn't have knowledge of who God was, we would, uh, looking at the woman, would um, probably be bowing down and worshiping them. You know, and because when you see the beauty and the magnificence of that woman, particularly the black woman, you say to yourself, wow, what a magnificent biological creation. The greatest thing that God has made is woman. So, you know, um, she's a co-creator with him, and everything that we have learned as men have come from women. You know, they're first teachers, and so we have to really keep pumping that up because we can see that there's definitely some issues in that area, and we have to come with a solution because we don't want to talk about the problem. We want to be about the solution. So we're trying to find um, a song that we want to bring on um, for Gramps Morgan, uh, another song. That's before we bring on our our next guest to uh, keep us moving. And today we decided to keep it light and have a little vibe to help us move forward. So... um, Hit those next song, Grand Song, I Find Myself Thinking of You.
Wow, that that is another beautiful song by Gramps Morgan. You know, sometimes I wonder is he uh, is he is he a reggae R and B artist or what? His songs are so um, into reggae as well as R and B. But listen, um, everybody, the moment you've been waiting for, it's time. It's time to uh, open up that uh, key. We're going to open up the mental key today. Um, welcome back to the Keys 107, and you can uh, call in and. Talk to us at area code 213-943-3618. That's area code 213-943-3618. And press the number 1 on your keypad to let us know that you want to talk. Otherwise, we think you're just listening in, and that's okay, too. Also, our chat room is open. If you want to send a question via the chat room and you're online, just hit us up. We're there. We're live. We're ready to talk back to you, hit you back. I am Sister Rafika, and my host, Brother James, is with us tonight. Now, we're going to focus on the uh, mental key, the key that impacts a woman's stimulation as we continue to celebrate women during the month of March. Our porch talk focuses on the concept of to heal a woman is to heal a nation, an initiative founded by two outstanding women based in Baltimore, Maryland. Let's welcome Moisana James Brightful and Monarchia Nance to the Keys 107 on Blog Talk Radio, and thank you for taking the time to join us in celebration of the woman. Your mic is live. Are you there? Yes, I am. This is Sister Masina. Thank you so much, Sister Rafika, for having me on the line. Um, Monica will be joining us a little bit later. She had a challenge today, but I am here, and I'm so excited to be with you and with the listeners. Listen, I can't wait to just talk about your conference. You know, um, I thought about it since we left. Uh, We were with you in Baltimore last year, um, and it was just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I'm just going to start off because I know that I want to go into some background with you on how you got started and all that Genesis kind of conversation, but I just want to make a statement before I forget. Your conference was one of the most organized, beautiful, inspiring women's empowerment conference I have been to, and I mean that. Oh, yes, thanks. I appreciate that so much. That touches my heart. I'm grateful. I know that our team put a lot of energy into just streamlining things, and we want it to be as seamless for all parties involved as possible, but also for everyone to walk away feeling so inspired that they're thinking, I can't wait for a whole nother year, but if I have to, I'm <laughs> going to do so gratefully. There you go. That's a great segue into finding out how did the, how did the, let's, let's talk about the name of the conference first of all. Um, then how did you get started? What are your goals? What are your vision? Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, The name of the conference is Heal a Woman to Heal a Nation, and we always have a theme that goes along with that, so we'll touch base on that a little bit later. But that concept, you know, if you've ever heard the African proverb, if um, if you raise a woman, you raise a nation, and if you heal a woman, you heal a nation. Nation can rise no higher than this woman, a quote by Mm. Elijah Muhammad, is another one where it just really talks about the power, the impact, and the value of the woman. And that when you have one woman, you literally take her and every single person she touches, whether it's children, family members, men and or other women, that you can create a community that's vibrant and healing from the traumas and the trials that we deal with, especially in 2013. And Mm. that that name resonated with us as we began to plan and do this work. 
So even sharing how we, we got started, um, one of the things that people know if they've gotten a chance to connect with us is that this movement for us started with a uh, community service initiative. At the time in 2004, we started planning in 2002, um, I was running for Miss Morgan State University. And Morgan State University is located here in Baltimore, Maryland, and I was the queen of the school. I was an ambassador and a representative, and I had two things that were important to me at that time. I was creating entrepreneurship and financial wellness in communities, especially the community that I saw and was living in, and also creating a platform where women were empowered and inspired to create and motivate change in their lives, as well as the lives of the women they touched. So it started off as a pamper party, and we quickly mm. evolved when we realized that that was just not enough, <laughs> that we wanted to really touch the whole woman. And so we added workshops and breakouts and the keynote speaker. And so the first Heal a Woman to Heal a Nation conference was held in Baltimore, Maryland in 2004. Mm. Now, you said you started out with conferences. I know that in in your uh, press releases it talks about a um, pampering party. Right. Yes. The first one was supposed to be in 2004, so we had massages, we had many makeovers going on, but before we even held that event, as we were planning and getting this ball rolling, we realized that there was so much more that needed to be added. So we added the keynote speaker. We added, at that time, we had 12 workshops. We ran four workshops simultaneously and did four throughout the entire day. So we ended up doing 12 workshops hosted by women in the community and from the campus. Um, and then in addition to that, of course, we did, you know, we had refreshments throughout the day. We really, really wanted to create a space where women could come and relax for the day to be fed physically mm -hmm. as well as spiritually. And so, and I mean spiritually, I don't mean denomination religion. I mean what feeds the eternal spirit of the woman, and that mm. is to feed her mind. And so when we did uh, created that space, that is what really shone out for us and it stood out for the women who attended. And I have to tell you, Sister Rafika, and the, um, the audience listening, that I've actually had women come up to me three, four, five years later, and we're inching up on the 10th year, but four or five years later I'd run into women who said that I was at that first conference. And I held on to the names and numbers of women I met there for years, and I just wanted you to know that. I wanted you to know that four or five years later, that one day, that one event still affects me, and I can still use what I learned to change my life. And mm -hmm. I share that information with other women. It, it was really a powerful experience for us. Um, you know what? I wanted to go into... Um Break down the meaning of holistic healing. Absolutely. Uh, when we looked at that and people were thinking, oh, you know, that might be, you might lose people and they may not understand or they may think it's too Afrocentric or any of those things. And I said, well, you know, may we grant them and may we see that they get the opportunity to be granted with wisdom and intelligence and insight and understanding. But we have to stick with our authentic truth. And that meant for us that when we talk about holistic healing, that their physical, most of the physical ailments, you know, from diabetes to depression, are based on the things that we surround ourselves with. And we have environments around us. So what does our physical environment look like? 
You know, what does our home look like? What do, what what energy do we get from the people who are in our lives? Our partners, our children, our friends, our family members, what do they bring into our lives? How does that affect how we operate on a day-to-day basis? When you look at holistic healing, if I'm constantly concerned, worried, and really just not settled around my finances, if I don't have enough money to buy food or to take care of a need that my family has, I'm not focused on how well I'm doing in life. I'm gonna I'm focusing too much on that energy. You know, mm. looking at holistic healing for us and also yes, looking at our physical health. You know, am I exercising? How's my diet and when I'm eating, does that work for me and for the needs that I have? What's my lifelong learning? You know, when we talk about feeding the mind of a woman, she's constantly evolving and growing. Every day she gets more wise. Every day she gets more gets closer to her authentic self. So we believe in lifelong learning, not just getting a degree from a university. That's fine. It's wonderful. And we encourage people to do that. But past that, what else are you learning? You know, for uh, for some people, lifelong learning may be learning a new recipe in the kitchen that their family can love, and that's the way that they feed and share with their family. Lifelong learning can look like a craft or learning a new technique that allows you to bring finances into your household. And so it really it looks at the fact that where we don't operate in a vacuum, that every aspect of our lives that we can think of affects another area in our life. If the heart isn't working that well, then something might be wrong with my foot too. You know, so really just looking at how does every area that I touch in my life affect what's next for me, my ultimate goal or dream and the purpose that I have in the world today? Well, the knee bone connected to the, <laughs> the, the, the foot bone, you know. <laughs> That's right. Everything That's is right. connected. And I guess what you're saying is that we all have we have to heal each area in order to be whole. Absolutely. I think that leads right into the agenda for the 10th annual Heal a Woman to Heal a Nation conference. Oh, yeah, Tell me about me the breakout sections. Mm-hmm. Even before I get into that, one of the things that, you know, just hit, just touched on my heart because it also ties in with the agenda is that for us, when we talk about this healing of women and what this looks like, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping that we get some calls later and I'd love to hear from the listeners on this as well, is that I recognize and and our entire team recognizes that none of this we've done by ourselves. And so even as we look at for the first four or five years, the woman who was the director of student activities at the campus at Morgan State University, her name is Vivian Ryan, I graduated, it was supposed to be done and over with, you know. And I always say her name because I want people to remember her even though they've never met her. And um, we, I graduated, and it was supposed to be over. You know, um, my other co-founders, they were still in school at the time. And she called me one day and said, hey, Matina, I would love the conference that you did last year. And I know you're graduating and you're working, but would you consider coming back and do it again? I really believe that it was beneficial and you should come back and do it. And I was like, oh, well, okay. And so we did it the second time. And I thought, okay, that's it. She called back the third year and said, oh, come on, I think we should do it again. And so we did it the third time. And then the fourth time she called, and I was expecting it this time. I'm like, after three years, maybe I should call again. (laughs) And she called the fourth time, and I said, okay, 
we were going to come back and we're going to do it again. Now, the fourth time, so that was that was 05 or 06, rolling into 07, we did it. It was great. Then we were inching up um, on that fourth year, and we were rolling, and we were getting up to the day, and she wasn't around as much, and I couldn't reach her, but she had given the, her staff at the university the goal to support and give us what we needed. So mm-hmm. I found out as we got into April and we got closer to the date that she wasn't feeling well. Um, and she was sick enough that she needed to be off of work. And so that year we made a huge card for her. That The design of the card was the flyer for that year's conference. And we shared with her. We had people sign on the card. We made her a gift bag, and we sent it home with her assistant. Her assistant took it to her home. Um, and we found out um, maybe about a month later or so that she passed away. Oh, and we did not know that the entire time she'd been calling us within that past year and supporting and pushing us that she'd been suffering with leukemia and oh, that she passed wow. so she passed away in 2007. Mm-hmm. And I looked back on that, and my lesson was regardless of the pain that she was dealing with physically, she wanted to push some young women, because at the time we were in our early 20s, she wanted to push some young women forward to do this work of healing. And so that became a huge part of who Human Heal Nation became and who we are. It propelled us to become a nonprofit organization so we can do it more than once a year. And so my message, of course, is always that whenever you step forward, you should not be stepping alone, that you're pulling, you're encouraging, you're saying a good word so that other women are stepping forward with you. And so... This year, when we're talking about what's going to be going on at the conference, we wanted to honor her and honor her memory. And so starting in 2010, we started doing an annual award that we call the Legacy of Strength Award. And that award honors a woman who, despite dealing with a significant health challenge, often a life-threatening one, she still continues to give to her community. She still continues and pushes for other women and men even to do amazing and wonderful things in the world. And we do that in her honor and the memory of uh, Mrs. Vivian Ryan. And so that award we'll be giving out at our 10th annual conference, and we always share the story of her because in our communities we cannot forget the shoulders that we stand on. And that becomes a huge part for us in the work that we do, never forgetting her shoulders that we stood upon in order to be where we are going on 10 years later. So I wanted to share that story uh, with you and with the listeners so that you know um, a part of that, that has become a huge part of our history. It's in the fabric of who Heal a Woman to Heal a Nation is. Mm. Can you repeat so her name about, one more time, Moithana? Oh, yes. Her name is Vivian Ryan. Mrs. Vivian Ryan. Okay, and just to let you know that Monakia has joined us. Monakia, your mic is live. Hello, 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 everyone. How are you, Sister Rafika? I am fine. Welcome to the Keys 107. I can't believe it's been a year since we all spoke. I know, right? So I thank you and I honor you for continuing your work in the community and inviting us to participate with you. I know you are a strong force and have gathered and educated all types of women in your community. So thank you for inviting us to participate with you today. 
Well, welcome again. And uh, Moisana was giving us some uh, background on how A Part of Cure started and the conferences and also um, the honoring of Vivian Ryan today. Yes, definitely. I mean, Ryan this year. <laughs> helped to hold us together. And, and every year we try to honor Miss um, Ryan because it was for her that we were able to even start and, and things. We were like, Miss Ryan, we didn't need. And she made sure that the women in our community had those things, and she always advocated for us on campus and off campus. So we definitely honor her and would love to give that award out on Friday, April 12th, at this year's conference for the Legacy of Strength Award. So this is actually our third year um, giving that award out. So we are super excited for the women that are nominated. Well, Nanakia, do you want to talk about the agenda? Oh, Sister Rafika. Okay, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, that, that's where yeah. that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> okay, so well, fabulous. This year's conference, we have for the last nine years had a one-day action-packed event in this year in celebration of our 10th year anniversary. We have two full days of awesomeness, two full days of education, empowerment, sisterhood, friendship, love, inspiration, and we're going to start early on Friday morning, and we're going to start with our keynote speaker, Ms. D. Marshall from Girlfriends Pray. D. Marshall is an international speaker and has worked with the likes of Essence Magazine and BET, and she has traveled to Uganda and has given women um, in other continents inspiration and, and has helped us um, to understand how work-life balance along with faith and dedication continues to support us in our everyday life. And we have Ms. Mia Redricks, who's also going to have a good time with us as a Power Hour speaker on Friday. And Friday night we're doing something that we have never, ever done before, and we are going to recognize 10 women in our community who are doing extraordinary things at this year's Queens That Rock event. This is also our celebratory event, and we'll do our two awards, which will be the Legacy of Strength Award in honor of Ms. Vivian Ryan, as well the Legacy of Strength Award and Rejuvenating Sisterhood, Madonna, um, awards that we're giving out on Friday night. And Saturday is the big day. So, of course, we've done Saturdays for nine years. So this year we have all types of women from all across the United States who are coming to bring the heat. If you are a woman and you are in business, you should be in this space. If you are a woman who wants to be in business, you should be in this space. If you are a woman who is going through and going under and ready to live the life you truly love and love the life you truly live, you need to be in this space because we are bringing the likes of Ms. Nicole Roberts-Jones, who is actually working with Motivating the Masses and Lisa Nichols' companies, who's coming as our keynote speaker. We have Margaret Packer, who's also a part of the great team. Quinn Conyers from, from Baltimore, Maryland. I'm trying to remember everyone. Felicia Scott, who is now um, E-Women, Network, E-Women Network's Next American's Greatest Speaker. She's coming to light the stage for us. We also have Ms. Cleidra McCullers, who's going to tell women how we need to fart more. And it's not the fart that comes out the back end. It's about healing and living and standing for ourselves and being able to utilize that to help to change our bodies, how to release things that are negative in your system. So mm. she's coming. So we have so, so many presenters that are coming to share the stage with us, and we are just excited about this twofold day full weekend that starts April 12th and goes through to April 13th. Wow. 
That that alone, right there, that last workshop you talked about, how to release the toxins within, is just that's going to be amazing. And I it's, guess it's everyone who attends that, yeah. And when you see Cleara, just just talking about her for all of two seconds, you see her and she's very very physically fit. And then you have the story. You have the story that many of us have of trial and triumph of how do we go through when you don't know how to go through. You know, at Hill to Hill Nation, we, we say this over and over and over again, is that we all go through the same thing at different times in our lives. And that's important that we remember that so that we can gather together and support one another, that I can have your back when I can't have my own. So sometimes you can stand for other people more than you can stand for yourself. That's kind of backwards, right? But we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. We're so busy in other people's business more than we're in our own business. So this year, not only are we going to stand together collectively, we're going to learn what it feels like to stand on our own and to face our everyday fears, to face our everyday trials and tribulations so we know exactly who we are and where we are so we can get to the next level. Hmm. Well, I have a lot to say about that. Um, <laughs> I know that you, woo, you, you. <laughs> You have a you have expanded over the years into the Caribbean. I just wanted to give you a moment to speak a little bit about that. So I'll give the quick story, and I'll let Madonna follow. The quick story is we have been talking about, um, and this is this is one of our stories about where we're going to go next. And we've been invited to go everywhere. We've been invited to go to the continent. We've been invited to go to this city and that city. And we kept saying, "We're not ready. We're not ready." And Madonna called and said, "You want to go to Saint Croix?" And I thought, okay. And so we decided that we set a date and we were welcomed with open arms to the U.S. Virgin Islands of St. Croix, and it was a fantabulous time. And we had decided that we could not only do it one year, but had to go back and do it again. Mathina? And I believe one of the things that is so amazing about that opportunity was that it was it was a different environment for us, you know, because you're talking about the beach and all that. And that's a great environment to do some work in if <laughs> he's talking about the work of healing. And so the conference that we did in St. Croix on U.S. Virgin Islands is called Releasing to Renew. Releasing mm-hmm. to Renew. And it really was about and that the activities and the work that we did um, during that time is about really letting go of some things so you can renew the spirit. You can renew the core of who you are and how you show up in the world. And that had been an amazing opportunity. We had some wonderful partners um, there in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And so we're looking forward to having an opportunity to take more women back um, potentially next year um, at a different time of the year so that we can have the opportunity to really create that space again. And so if people are interested in that, they can definitely um, reach out to us, um, visit our website at partofthecure.org, and send us a message or an email um, because we continue to build our list of individuals who are interested in that experience so we can cater it to you. Hmm. You know, when I when I was at your event last year, I one question that came into my mind because I'm I'm always in analyzing thinking and trying to put pieces together is um what what is the process that you undergo in choosing who are going to be your speakers? Do you do you have the name of the event first and then you try to find people who fit that name or do you meet the people first and then you say, Okay, well this is great, now this is what the theme is? Absolutely. We've done a combination of most things. Um, but first, we, we want to get a feel for what we want to create that that day and that year um, or for the weekend. And so 
even this year as we really locked into the theme, uh, Life in 4G. We looked at who is it really could, that can fill that space. And we do open our floor for our call for presenters because we don't think we know everyone. And we welcome um, in women to and some men to um, what we call five-star men. Right, Monica? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Only the five-star one. <laughs> uh, to, to send in proposals and um if you want, we can share a little bit. So if there's anyone who's listening, we would love to share a little bit about if you're interested in submitting a workshop proposal, not just even for our event, but for any event that you um, – we'll get some tips out if you if you want us to about how to do that um, so you're most successful at it. But we do open the door for that, and we look for individuals who connect to the mission, mm-hmm. who have clear and relevant details and information and tools that our participants and our sisters can use um, and that they also understand about how to connect to the full-on theme around healing. Yes, definitely. And this year being our theme, Life in 4G, we had to really look and see what does that truly mean. And Madonna kept saying the speed of greatness, the speed of greatness, and do we really understand what greatness is and where greatness lies. And this year we collected a group of women, all women this year, um, who we have actually worked with and or have worked under. And what I mean is every coach needs a coach. And people that have been our coaches in our lives that we know that can feed your spirit, women that we know that can give you action steps to catapult you to where you want to be, all of those women are going to be in these, this space. All of these women we have touched way before this year. All of these women we have studied with, and we know that if you're going to work with these women, you are on the track of success. You are on the track of mental freedom, financial freedom. You are on the track of being who you truly are on the inside because we all know that can't nobody do it like you do it when you do what you do. These women are going to help you be you at 10,000%. You mentioned coaches and action steps. Um, Mm -hmm. Coaches. Do you think that all women should have a coach? Absolutely. Because there are those days when you want to get in the corner by yourself and you want to cry. Mm. And who's going to get you out of it? See, sometimes you want to call on your mother and you want to call on your sister, and sometimes they're available and sometimes they aren't. Sometimes you need people who are experts in the field to be able to say, hey, either I've been there or let let me coach you out. So you don't, you don't want to be in a space where you're alone. And we do that as women a lot. We believe that as long as we put on the happy face, everything's okay. It's not because it's still bothering you on the inside. There's a, a I'm not going to say a fad, but there was a huge thing about all types of coaches. Everyone's a life coach or a health coach. And some of those people are really, really, really great, but you have to be a coach that's doing the work. I want to know the work that you've done and where you are and where have you been that's going to help me. And that's what these women all have. Every single last one of them have exemplified is I've been there. Let's talk about this because I know how you feel. I know how you feel in, in the deep depth of your soul of being in the room and, and dealing with grief. I can say I've dealt with grief. I can say I've dealt with issues in marriage. I can say I've dealt with extended family. I can say I've dealt with not knowing who I was and where I was and what I was supposed to do next. I'm sure I can help somebody with that, and that's what coaches are supposed to do. Mm. It's to coach I mean, you and feel. I don't want to add something to support that um, with Monica's sharing. And when you look at it, if you want to move in excellence in every area of your life, you get a coach. The people who perform at the top 
they have a coach, whatever they want to call that person. Maybe don't call that person their coach. But top athletes have a coach. Um, performers have a coach. You know, if you want to be the best at, a, at being a vocalist, you have a vocal coach. If you want to be the best in business, you get a business coach. You get someone around you who's not just going to say nice things to you and be like, yeah, girl, that was nice, that was mm-hmm. cute, I love you, go ahead. You love, you like it? I love it. But a coach is going to say, mm, well, may I help you with this? May I coach you along in this process? Who's going to give you the tips and tools but also help you along in the process to get it done? Who's going to help you turn your nose into victories by making it thing where you have won that challenge and now we can move to another challenge because you're going to continue to have them? The question becomes, what kind of community have you built around you that will help you not just meet the challenge but jump over the challenge and exceed as you've been through? Mm. Now give me a bullet list of short list of what somebody should look for in how to approach a person to become a coach. Do you just ask somebody or do you just assume because you have this relationship that you are now my coach? No. A coach is you want someone that your your spirits connect. Where your soul says yes. You want someone that not only you choose but chooses you. Because mm-hmm. having a coaching relationship is an investment. So you can't really put a time on coaching. Some people say, oh, we have an hour each day. You want the coach that says, yes, we have an hour, but if we're not done the work, we're not done the work. You want the coach that says, yeah, I know our time is over, and I should say you've done great, but no, you've not done great. I expect more. I expect greater. So you want someone that immediately you're going to know who your coach is. And it may not be your mentor friend. You should not pick a friend. I always say that. Obviously, Mathani can never be my host because she loves me too much, and I love her. I'm like, oh, Mathani, no, I'll just pass by because she's like my sister. But you mm-hmm. want someone that when they say no, you're like, uh, I feel disappointment. Whenever we stand in the room with our coaches, we start to sweat. Mm-hmm. That's a good coach. <laughs> because you know they expect nothing less than greatness, nothing mm-hmm. less at all times. So you want to ask those questions. So what have some of your clients said about you. How do you work? If you're if you're not as vocal, you know, as some people, I have a very strong personality. So sometimes my clients like to talk to me on the phone. <laughs> Miss because <laughs> In person, I, I can tell immediately what's going on with you. Where do we need to be? Something else is keeping is occupying you. You want that coach to be able to speak life into you. And also you're not going to love your coach at all times. I'll say that for persons who have a coach. Your coach is not supposed to be your best friend. Do you have anything to add to that? Mm. Two quick things that I will add to that. The other thing is you want to find that you can have a coach in other areas of your life. So you want to find a coach that is in the area you're in. For example, if you want to take your business to another level, then you need a business coach. But if it's really about what's blocking you personally, about getting clear on who you are and what your mission is and what the next phase of your life is going to look like, then you need a coach that's going to speak to that. So it's okay to have more than one group of people. You want to really build a team around yourself that's going to help you in each aspect of your life. If it's health, you definitely need a health coach. Because how many of us have started a diet or a nutrition plan and we get past the first three days and then it's like, mm, I'm going to pick that up next week. <laughs> yeah. So you want to look at that as well. Absolutely. But um, Monikia and Masana, here's here's a question. You mentioned um, the blocking and what's stopping you from getting to the next level. 
how do you know when, when you have a block? I mean, sometimes you just think I'm too busy. Sometimes you think um, I need time management. How do you know when it's a block? Can you want to take that first? <laughs> you know, I'm talking to my brother like, oh, Mimi. I know you are. <laughs> Everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. Every single person in the world has the same 24 hours in a day. If you are saying busy, now someone said it to me, then you're talking about commitment. If you're saying busy, it could be fear. And your coach is going to help you to dig deep if you're just not getting it done. You can't say, oh, it's my children, oh, it's my husband, oh, it's my job. No, because somebody has already done it. It's already been done. There's nothing new under the sun, so it's called excuses. I know my coach says, no excuses, just results all the time. So, therefore, I can't come up with an excuse. I have to just make it happen. So when you're finding yourself that you're you're not able to finish that book, you're not able to, to train for your marathon, you're not able to finish your diet, there is something there. And it may not be the obvious. It may not be surface level. It may be a lot deeper. It may be that every time you started something, someone negative, somebody said something negative to you in your life and you thought you were not worthy enough. So your coach is going to be that person that helps you to figure that out. But if you're starting and not finishing the race, you have an issue. Hmm. Okay. Masina, did you want to add to that? The only thing I'm going to add to that is when you look at, and I love the analogy of a race, and I think that's why Monica may have said it's a volleyball and over to me, because when you look at that, you know, I ran a race um, last year that I thought I would never finish. And what I mean by that, it was a physical race, a 5K. And right when I got to the finish line was when I was ready to give up, and I had to grab, literally grab, a sister next to me. And, I, you know, one day I will, will tell the full story, but one day I had to grab a sister next to me and tell her, don't let me give up. Please mm. don't let me give up. And you know what she said? You don't let me give up. So oh. I had an accountability partner. I had someone to help me literally, and I'm talking about literally, cross the finish line with sweat, with tears, dragging my feet. And often it's like that in our lives when we're saying, I don't have enough time, like Monica just said, it's really because there's something else that's dragging me back. And then we get close to the finish line and we want to give up because maybe the race didn't look the whole way we thought it would. Those uphill battles that you didn't expect, you were like, mm-mm, I'm all ready for that time. Ain't nobody got time for that. So you're doing that to yourself rather than pushing across the finish line and having people around us that are doing that, that won't let us give up, that don't let me give up, sister. All right, well, don't let me give up either. And so that's one of the things that we look at when we look at what's blocking, what's fear. What is the story? What's the tape playing in your head that's repeating these fears, that's repeating this concept Mm -hmm. of lack? You know, living in lack never serves us when we really want to be in a spirit and place of abundance. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> mm. And are these some of the ideas or some of the issues that are dealt with in the workshops at the um, retreat? I mean, at the conference? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. When we talk in, inside of just organizationally, you know, everyone wants to talk to Monokia about business and branding, and everyone talks to Mathana about um being whole and personal development, but the truth of the matter is we both teach on the level that we cannot have one without the other. And so that's why personal development is so important. 
That's why this conference is Heal a Woman to Heal a Nation. That's a statement within itself, is that if one woman, if the whole conference of 400-plus women and one woman is able to change her life, one woman is able to catapult her business, one woman is able to, to live her dreams, it was all worth it because that trickle-down effect will heal nations and can change our community. It's very, very true. So we teach all of this within all of our workshops, within everything that has our name on it, that's the core principle of it. Mm. So that does segue to my next question. You guys are like you have the script in front of you. Did I send you the questions? <laughs> no, because I wasn't going to go into the thing about the coach. When you said it, it just it, it trickled other thoughts in my mind that like, wow, so everybody should have somebody in their life that's professional, um, not a best friend, not a parent, who they can get guidance from, whether it be something internal or maybe it's, like you said, with a business problem and you need some, some advice and support. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want someone that's not connected to your craziness. <laughs> You want someone that's not connected. Because if your mom and your mom like, you know, I know my baby had a hard life when she was little. I know this is part of her issue, and she's going to try to coddle you. And your best friend, yes. she knows about your issues with your husband, your children, your job. So she's still going to have a level of sympathy. You want the person to say, yeah, that sounds nice. Now what you going to do? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the mm. person you want. You want the person that's not connected to your craziness, someone that's looking at you and saying, I see you for who you really are. Yeah, I see absolutely. you for who you really stand for, I and I see mm. you where you're going to be. And when you look at and the difference between, like, for example, a coach. Oh, go ahead, Monty. No, 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 that was Rafika. No, go oh, ahead. Oh, I want to hear this. Oh, when you look at the difference, like, from between a coach and a mentor and a best friend and a Every, all of those people have a place in your life. So it's not to say leave them away, don't listen, you know, things like that, but it is to say you listen with a discerning ear. Your mentor, that's somebody that if you can catch them, you can catch them. Your coach is somebody you've invested in, and so that time is yours. Mm. That time is definitively yours. And they're going to do that, like Monica said, even if the quote-unquote time they is up, no, we haven't worked through this challenge or this issue or this circumstance, so let's work together to push through this. And so that's one of the things you're looking at. You want each of those people, of course. You know, I can't imagine in reality my life without Monakia. She said there's a purpose there for her. That's my sister. So then you look at that, and then you look at the other people in your life. All those people serve a purpose. So why not have somebody where their purpose is to push on your purpose? where their purpose is to keep you accountable to your personal greatness. Why don't you want that person in your life? Hmm. Make the investment because you're worth it. Now, when you say investment, are you talking financial? It can be financial. Um, so it, the, you're going to need to have that opportunity. So, for example, um, the coaches we have in our lives, yeah, there's a financial investment there, right, so that I can reserve that time with you. And I can exchange with grace. One of the things that I know, of course, is valuable because I want my coach to continue to eat because I want them to be here for me. That's a habit they need to feed. <laughs> mm. So there's that part of it. But the bigger investment is the commitment. The biggest okay. investment is the commitment that you make to yourself in the process because none of it is easy, but that's life. Life is the management of competing priorities 
So what have I made the commitment to to make a priority in my life? Well, I'm going to segue into this question. Um, what is the signature that separates you from many other empowerment conferences? Now, I'm, I'm going to jump in here while you two think and say that one of the things that I was I was just rolled over with was the fact that as soon as you started, everybody did some kind of this line dance, and you and were on the stage leading the way. <laughs> I was just bowled over with that. I was like, this is very interesting. I've never seen this in a conference before. Oh, that's great. So I'm glad that you had a good time. And that is a part of us. That's a part of who we truly are. This conference is not just about empowerment or motivation or inspiration. This conference is truly about transforming the lives of women and girls completely. It's about us really understanding our worth and where we are. And what separates us is that this is all real. And what I mean by that is that when we originally started Heal a Woman to Heal a Nation, yes, it was a community service opportunity. It was something that had to be done. But it was like, what does my mama need? What do I need? What would I like to learn? And every single conference, every single theme, has been birthed out of our belly. It has been true. When it came to rejuvenating sisterhood, me and Madonna were not talking. That was real life. What do we need to repair this relationship? What do other women need to repair this relationship? Last year, this time, we were not in this situation. Last year was own your own legacy. This year is life in 4G. So I want to talk to you about how I had to own my own legacy and how living in the speed of greatness and stepping out and promising somebody I was going to give her $278,000, not knowing where it was going to come from, but she's still in my life and she still gets a check. That's about knowing how to live your life in 4G at the speed of greatness. What came with that? So that's what separates us. I'm not going to say everyone doesn't do that, but that's the perspective that we come from as a collective executive team. We come from we're doing this together collectively. If I go, you go, we go, and that's what it's about. We're we're staying cold for our way through this whole opportunity, this whole generational gap that's happening in our communities, this whole new legacy of strong, proud, educated, forceful women. Well, you mentioned life in 4G, for great, for, is that for greatness? The speed of greatness. The speed of greatness, yes. Because mm. sometimes we want to wait, you know? Yes, we want right. to wait. We want to say, you know, I'm going to do it tomorrow. You know, next year is going to be my year. This year is not working out for me. No, see, greatness doesn't move like that. When greatness calls, you answer. And you were born with greatness. So what's the holdup? Mm. Very simple question. Absolutely. Very simple question. Now, we we have a short time together, and we need two hours. My goodness. But um, I want to always talk to you people that I find moving in the direction that they are empowered to move in so that we can help empower people listening to us right now. And I know that sometimes while you're building your business or your, your organization, um, there are obstacles, and sometimes when people see you now so happy and so free with the light in both of you that I've seen, I've experienced, I've felt, in 10 years, you're cel- I mean, this year you're celebrating 10 years, but there was a long road to get where you are today. 
So what were some of the obstacles that you faced, and how did you overcome them? Ooh, how much time do we have left? <laughs> <laughs> okay. we got about 15 minutes. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, well, Monique, I'm going to throw one or two out there, and then I'll toss it over to you, and we can we can go like that. One um, or one two. Of the first things, oh, yeah, one or two. Um, one of the first things that definitely comes to mind is what you don't know, you don't know. And so I think sometimes we beat ourselves up over what we didn't do or what we don't know, and that was one of the challenges we had. You know, I mentioned we were in our early 20s. We began planning for this. I was about 19, I believe. So Monica would have been 18, and our other co-founder would have been 17. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we started the planning. So we got it, um, by the time we hosted the, the event, yeah, we're in our early, early 20s. You know, um, Monica talks about and shares all the time that she's not even 30 yet. I just turned 30 a couple of months ago. So you talk about 10 years. That's like, what? There was a lot we didn't know then that we mm. know now about how to create an experience. Right, that settles your your mind and your heart so that you can learn, so that you can connect. So that's one of the challenges that we definitely had. You know, what we didn't know, we didn't know. And another challenge I do believe that we experienced um, as well in this process was building the support system. We weren't quite sure. You know, um, after Mrs. Ryan passed and there were people who wanted to encourage and support us and they did the best they can with what they had. They did the best they can with what they knew. But building a full support team was definitely a challenge um, early on in this process, absolutely. Monique? Mm-hmm. So I'm from the block. So <laughs> what comes to my money is ain't got no money, ain't got no job, ain't got no car. <laughs> we had a lot of ain't got no <laughs> before we understood <laughs> A whole lot. <laughs> so we had to understand how to have a balance within the organization. We had to, that was a huge thing for us of how are we going to be financially responsible for what has been laid on our lap? Because after the first year, we was like, okay, we're done. And Ms. Ryan said, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> okay. So the third year, okay, we're done. Not really. So we had to figure that out. We had to we had to call on people and ask a whole lot of questions and sit in a whole lot of seminars and typically we're the youngest ones. I have not been to one yet when I'm not the baby in the room. It's okay. It's okay. But that just means I'm called at a greater calling. So I have a responsibility because being the youngest one in the room and I had to learn how to get over that. Because that was a whole obstacle for Monarchia all in itself. But just being in the space where you don't know where this money is coming from. And that's everyone's like, do you get any sponsors? No, we didn't know what that was. We didn't understand mm-hmm. how do you gather, collect, and educate 200. We went from 97 people to 200 to 300 to almost four. How do you do that? How do you advertise? How do you market? Everything that you have seen involving Hill Woman to Hill Nation has touched one of our hands. Whether it was a flyer, a business card, a website, we had to learn those things, and it was not easy to learn those things because we had a whole lot of ain't got no's. So when you ain't got no money, <laughs> but you're trying to serve at the greatest potential, you get real creative. And and, and we're blessed 
We're blessed to still be standing and be actually in the city of Baltimore, one of the longest-running women's conferences that's not connected to a religious denomination. That's a huge feat, but that was not intentional. The intention was how can we serve and how can we serve greater. And every day and every year, that was the push. And then you look up and we're like, it's been 10 years and we're still here. So that's that's my encouragement to other people that are going through is that everybody goes through. You know, life in me ain't been no crystal clear. And that's for everybody. We all have our own trials and tribulations and how we deal with things. And when you don't have the money or you don't, you quote, unquote, don't believe you have the time or you don't have the resources or you don't have the accountability or you don't have the support, what do you do then? That's when, right. when, when, when the amazing things, that's when the blessings happen. When you make it happen and you say no matter what and you do it anyhow, because we have a whole lot of that. Um, I'll stop there with that because that, for me, um, I want to say was huge for us. And we look up and we're like, oh, we need $5,000. And and Maria deals with all of our monies. We need $5,000 to feed these women. How are we going to feed them? And Maria says, we oh, have we have feedback. Um, engineer? I'm sorry, go ahead, Monikia. Yes, so we just look up and it's there. So it's just about pressing forward mm-hmm. through your trials and tribulations. Wow. I, I I was laughing when you said I ain't got none. You know, mm-hmm. that's the middle name of some people. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it is one of those things that, that, um, that is a block and it is fear. Yes. And I guess that's one of the things that you help people break through in these workshops. Absolutely. Some um, some coaches and some um, advisors, business advisors, will tell people the money is there. You just have to go get it. Absolutely. There's an abundance of money. There's an abundance. Money is relative. There's an abundance of money. It's how you want to go and get it. You know, one of my coaches, I I like to give her credit. She says, we are hunters. (laughs) And if you don't hunt, you don't eat. You're hunters. I'm going to be a hunter, too. That's right. Are you hungry? Sister Rafika, are you hungry? (laughs) Oh, listen, I'm on my sixth day of my fast. Don't ask me that. That just means that when it's over, you're kicking and screaming and you're running and you're, you're you're making things happen. Yes, 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 yes. Well, you know what? One of the reasons why my husband and I embarked on this is um, I, I put myself on a program called 21 Days to Get It Right. Mm. And that's because my birthday was on the 22nd. And during the month of February, I looked at it and I said, I don't want to be in the same place I was in last year totally. What yes. can I do in 21 days? To, to get it right, what can I do? And I started looking at some things I had to accomplish, making a list and um, giving myself that deadline of 21 days. And, and one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to clean out internally. I wanted to go through that spiritual journey of the fast and also shed some pounds and just um, feel better about myself that I accomplished mm-hmm. this. And, yes, yeah, so we, um, we're doing it, and it feels good. Oh, beautiful. Congratulations. Yes, definitely. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're going to look at that coach thing, too, afterwards. But um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, was um, perceptions of women. We had a caller call in a little earlier. I don't know if you heard him. He called in from Canada, and he was talking about um, inequality that women face. And it just it, it fit right into a line of a conversation that I wanted to engage in with you about uh, what have you noticed um, in terms of women empowering themselves in the past 10 years? Well, if I can, I'll, I'll get started with that and, and then toss it over to Monica. Um, this is Sister Messina. So what I, one of the things that I'm looking at in um, one of my areas of expertise is dealing with uh, sexual violence prevention. So I'm also I'm always looking at that. I'm looking at business. I'm looking at the pers- personally where women are going and doing. Um, and I don't think I measure personally, just personally speaking, um, progress and equality exactly the same way as everyone else. I don't necessarily think it has to be more women outside of their homes to be progress. I think it has to be more women living the lives that they believe, that they love, and that they embrace fully, that that's what, what, what progress looks like, that when you have more women who are just simply happier, that that's what progress looks like. So, yes, you have more women opening businesses than ever before, but the problem that I'm seeing as the, the fabric and the conversation around the value of women and I haven't seen that change in the way I think it should. So, yes, you see more women opening businesses. You see that increasing. Um, you're hearing more conversation about the, the rights women have over their bodies. You see a little more of that. But I'm talking about the intrinsic value, the high value that women have. I'm not seeing enough of that conversation. Um, and it may not be one that we see happen very soon, until we begin to really push and create it ourselves. And so the conversation can start in many different places. I do believe there is a sense of um, how women see themselves, but there is also a view of how others see us and that understanding that our value is truly immeasurable. So when you fully understand that and embrace it, you begin to see a change, I believe, in how women are looked at and viewed in society. So the change comes within Within and, uh, and then from the view, within each person. So, for example, I'm talking about how men see women as well. That change also comes from within. Well, we're going to go to a uh, quick commercial break, and we're going to come back, and I um, wanted to talk to you about some memorable conference moments. So, engineer, get ready to go to break. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Bring them in. The alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Boom 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Boom 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing at the gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect 
gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cut shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Mold 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Don't forget to visit Mold107.com. You know, Moisana, as I'm listening to the Moon 107 commercial, I'm remembering when I walked into the venue last year, you had on a Moon 107 top. I did. You certainly did. You was wearing it, my sister. Yes, you was. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I loved it, and I still love it. It was a a gift, and I was um, so happy to be wearing it. And then to see you, I was like, ooh, look at me. Well, it was a good feeling to walk in there to see, you know, you wearing, and it was the first time I met you face-to-face. So I said, wow, she has one of my tops. How beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it came yeah. in an awesome package as well. I loved it. Yes. Well, see, that's my special touch. You know, <laughs> when I, when she when Sister Tooley told me that it was a gift for you, I had to wrap it special. Oh, yeah. I loved it. It was awesome. Thank you again so much. Great. You're more than welcome. So let's um, talk about some memorable conference moments. Monica, you want to start? Wow, memorable conference moments. Oh, we've had so many. <laughs> um, I want to say um, the one that comes to mind immediately um, was our first year giving away um, our award. And that was super super important um, because we've never thought about that before, but we thought about what Miss Ryan left for us in, in having um, a legacy of strength in the women and how we went along with that process. And that was truly heartfelt because to see women who didn't think that they mattered or their work mattered or they were going to be recognized for what they were doing and how they were serving women in the community was huge for me. Like that was just amazing to be able to see the faces of those women being recognized for how they were serving women, how they were serving girls in the community. And that was 2009. That was the first mm-hmm. one? I think it was so. It, it, it was Sister Tracy. I always want to say her last name wrong. Um, I was trying to say last name Muhammad. Tracy Muhammad and Sister, I'm looking at her, I don't yeah, know how I think it's in the way. Sunshine and King. Sun, Sunshine King, yes. And Sunshine is just such a sweetheart. We actually was able to follow up with her a couple of weeks ago on another program. But I just was excited because Sunshine has actually gone through things and, and still in a wheelchair due to domestic violence, and she still continues to serve. She definitely lives in a no-matter-what spirit. And Sister Tracy Muhammad um, definitely carries on and helps women in our community. If you want to know something that's going on in Baltimore, Maryland, that's the person to call because she knows and she's an added supporter of community and community programs. So that was important. That was great for me. And I think I can add to that um, by just talking about the first conference. That was memorable for me, too, because at the first conference we had um, 
you know, we had women come in and it was like African dancing was our entertainment, I think, that year. But I will never forget Mrs. Ryan's face when she came in. She's like, well, how did you all do this? This is lovely. And um, I was really excited at that moment because it was one of the first uh, validations that the work we'd uh, gone through over the course of the last really couple of years preparing for that experience had made had made an impact. That's one of the ones I think that, that stands out for me as well. Um, and I have another standout. One of my other standout moments was, the first year we had young girls come to the conference. So while we won't have um, any workshops catered towards uh, teenage girls, Monica and I have been working with young girls for literally years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we invited them to come to the conference um, a few years ago, and it was just awesome seeing them come in at first kind of looking at the adult women like, uh, what is mm-hmm. about to happen? Like, I don't know about this. But by they had the, the same the day, faces of Rafika with the dancing. Yeah. They were like, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of the day, right, Monty, they, were, they had some new aunties. You mm-hmm. know, it didn't matter who they came with, the women who were there that day were their aunties now. And so, you know, and they, they, I think they, some of them are maybe still be connected on Facebook because I know I see some of the comments and things like that. So I believe that was definitely a standout moment. Um, we decided that we wanted to create a space for girls, for just for them, though, where the aunties aren't necessarily there to get the information, but to support them in getting information. So, you know, keep a lookout in a couple of years. You may see the preparation for that is, has already begun, so you may see something and us making an announcement about that at some point in the future. Wow. Okay. That is a memorable moment, um, especially when you talked about talking with with the um, with the teens. I mean, working with the teens. What kind of work did you do with them? We had um, breakout sessions and workshops over the last several years. Our we have a mentoring program called Butterfly Sisters Mentoring and Leadership Academy, which was really Monica's baby and brainchild. And um, we started doing workshops with different organizations based out of the, the work and the spirit of um, Butterfly Sisters. Monica was that 2006, I believe. Yes, that we started Sorry. working together to do that. Absolutely, and we both, you know, individually had done work in the years um, prior, but that's the that's the year we really did that level of work and um, began adding and honoring speaking engagements for teens in other areas at that time. So, absolutely. And um, Sister Rafika, if you don't mind, I would love to give the website again where people can get more information about the conference. I was just getting ready to ask you to do that. <laughs> like mine, right? So yes. we definitely, again, invite um, the listeners to come. If you want to travel in, um, get, get in contact with us, we can still get you a hotel room um, to stay at the hotel, which is going to be at the Doubletree by Hilton in Pikesville, Maryland. And they can visit our website at HWHN conference.com. So that's H-W-H-N conference.com. Our conference dates are April 12th and 13th, and it's really about life in 4G, moving at the speed of greatness, living at 10 at optimum, but still having the balance to be healthy, holistic, and living in a space of authenticity. So we invite all of the women who are listening on the line to join us that weekend. Um, did you give the phone number out? Sure. Oh, I'll, 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 I'
9277805 that's 4439277805 um we're we're getting close to the um hour of power the end of the hour of power we have a caller that has their hand raised and I'm not sure um engineer if that person wants to speak or are they just listening can you um check into that for me please brother james well, no, I think uh, I've been in a chat room with uh, uh, with him, and he just wanted to let us know that today was a special moment where all the planets have aligned up and that he had forwarded on our Facebook. So the fact that we have these wonderful sisters on the line talking about to heal a woman, to heal a nation, mm-hmm. it is absolutely in the universe uh, is telling us it's time to raise our nation and to raise our women to the place that they need to be. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Well, it is time for us to um, get ready to uh, close, and I wish it wasn't, but I have to let you go. I know you've got some planning to do. And uh, we're going to listen to our Ernie Smith Odetta song as we close out. And Monikia and Mathana, thank you both so very much for taking time out to enlighten us and even help us. I love to talk about the coach. You're going to have to come back, you know. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us again. Yes. Well, family, I thank you so much for your time. Thank you for tuning in to the Keys 107 tonight and letting us enjoy you as you hopefully you enjoy us. And my co-host, Brother James, it was so nice to have you on my side tonight. And all the callers who called in, thank you once again.